0: hey juventini welcome back to the all juve cast channel of course it's all juve all the time and i wish we were here to celebrate a victory but uh instead we're going to be discussing a draw a draw draw away to sampadoria not bad not, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I have a feeling we'll it's going to gonna it. be Ying and Yang <laughs> here today. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> between me and Ed, but uh, yeah. we'll say hi oh, to uh, all these uh, loyal supporters here we've got in here. And uh, wow, let's uh, just throw out some of these right out of the gate here. Allegria, enough said. I think we've all had enough of this BS. Okay. Yeah, Ciao, please. guys. Oh, boy. Today's going to be a long one, eh? Uh, we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. Uh, Bob. Masha, here we go. Two steps back already. Ooh, even Bobby. Even Bobby. Stop it, Bob. Let's let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Uh, Luchy got. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, About see, to. we'll see what we'll see what happens, but uh, there's many more in here. Jal and And uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into uh news headlines before we recap the game, just to let you know what's in the news. And then we'll get more involved in the news. Should we after the match recap? Okay. Mm-hmm. Quick reminder for anybody that's listening to this on your audio outlets, uh, get over to YouTube. That's where all the fun takes place. And uh yeah, subscribe Whoa. there. We've got uh, all daily update videos as well. Not just these great lives which is an awesome way for us to interact with all of you. But uh, get over there and do it. Now, let's get to uh, the news headlines. There's not a whole bunch um, other than, uh, you know, the same storyline between Depay and Milik. Today apparently is the day that Allegri sitting down uh, with the management and they're going to figure out which way they act in uh, – the Mercado. Um, I don't know about all of you, Juventini, but uh, I can definitely assure you that while I watched yesterday's game and I watched it twice at a second viewing, yeah, I'm a sucker for punishment. I definitely did not say, you know what's missing? Arcadius Milik. Okay. So I'll promise you that. I did not say, hey, we need uh, Milik. Definitely did not say that. Uh, and did you? No, no, not
1: at all. I don't even know how to pronounce his first name, so that definitely did not come out of my mouth, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: and to be honest, um, even if we go out and we do get Depay, I just personally feel so much has to change fundamentally that it's kind of crazy for us to continue Mm -hmm. to just put this weight on the bigger guys and be like, hey, sort it out. Put them on the pitch and sort it out. I need to see more established uh, from the base. But news all the same on Depay Milik. Fajoli today, it's funny. We've been talking about these young guys and it changes uh, every day. But uh, Fajoli, the one that's most likely to be uh, sent out as far as today's news goes. And uh, we'll get into the youngsters, obviously, after match recap. The last little tidbit is that uh, there are somewhere between 10 and 22 clubs that are facing sanctions from uefa for financial fair play um okay from the 2020-21 season some of uh, the notables are obviously roma inter barcelona psg and juventus um some of those teams have entered discussions with uefa we all know where juventus barcelona and real madrid stand they are actually ongoing court battles in order to uh continue on with super league so a little interesting headline there that uh we could possibly bring up later but uh, there's still too much unknown and you got to just kind of wait that one out to see how it's really truly going to unfold okay but news headlines out of the way let's get to uh the match itself um Before we get to the match there, Iventus,
1: i got something for you do you think do you think that potential sanction and fines affected their mercado this season this summer do you think they knew something was coming down the pipe they said okay maybe we can't spend the whole war chest maybe don't have an answer for that but it's something to think about
0: that's interesting it's interesting to think about for sure because we've been asking the question for a while like and it's led me to believe that the budget is not where it stands because of the fact we've moved quite well and -hmm. also not actually spent Mm -hmm. like spent very little had to come out of pocket a little bit on the bremer deal because the delict money didn't necessarily come in but it's a very very good uh point that maybe just maybe something was coming down the line and they kind of were prepared so it's interesting
1: like you know like when you have like your heating bill coming up you know what's coming and your wife <laughs> knows it's coming but you still go out and buy a new juventus jersey like you know that you shouldn't buy it but you do it anyways
0: oh yeah hey, speaking to me like prime I, well yeah yeah <laughs> What I do, it's what I do, okay. Lineup Perin and mm-hmm. goal Danilo awesome. went with Rugani. Um, I was fine with Rugani or Gatti, um, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, Bremer, Sandro, McKenny, Locatelli, Rabio, Quadrado, Vlaovic, and Kostic. Okay, so uh, that was the starting lineup, honestly. On the lineup, it was with this Sampadoria. And what I saw with them facing, uh, you know, Atalanta and whatnot and how they should be taking advantage of this lineup, honestly, should have been able to effectively put them under. Um, We talked about it in the match day live. There are spaces that they naturally create in this 4-1-4-1 that Sampadoria plays. Um, Shockingly enough, as the match played out, we matched them in a 4-1, 4-1, which was bizarre um, Mm -hmm. based on how you're asking McKinney and Rabiot to play. um, Strange, straight stuff. Uh, But it's, yeah, very, very strange. Anyways, should have been enough in that lineup. We're going to get to the quick, quick highlight reel before we get into an overview. Sampadoria, basically, (sighs) Juve getting very, very fortunate. Early on. Okay. Uh nice cross through. Bremer uh misplays it and misses it. Uh does well to come out get a piece. Luckily for us, it was enough to get it deflected upwards off the crossbar back into his hands. Um, but yeah, see
1: that one great pass, great run. Like that's a that is like an unbelievable set play that they had there. Bremer just got wrong footed. You know, that can happen to any defender. He just got it, he was moving one way and the ball went the other. But that's why you have, that's why you pay the big bucks or you bring in top goaltenders, because when you're when the game's kind of slow and you're not really expecting a lot of shots, you're gonna need your goaltender to come up with one big save, and that was it. That that saved yeah. the game. That get, other than that, other than that, some did nothing. But you need them to make that one big save, and he did it.
0: I disagree that it was a great pass. It had some mustard on it, but Bremer should have. I think he should I think he would have 100% Like looked back on that like, Jesus, how do I miss that one? Right. But yeah. Yeah. Immediately after that, uh, not too long after, Quadrado. So we get a long ball coming out wide. Defender Sampadoria tries to chest it down and take it on the run. Um, mm-hmm. Gets caught. Quadrado running in, mm-hmm. shoots it. Right at the keeper, hard shot, but right at him. Obviously, immediate reaction, seeing Vlaovic to the side there. Hindsight's 20-20, and he's staring down uh, the barrel of an empty net. Here's the thing. When you watch this thing and you break it down, it's not as bad as it looked after, and after you see Vlaovic standing there yelling. If you watch that play over, Vlaovic does very, very well to create that separation. But how he created the separation was you've got Cuadrado on the right. You've got Vlaovic on the left. Vlaovic starts to take an outside turn in order to get that defender to drop. The problem is while he did that, immediately after he did that, Cuadrado's head goes down because he's thinking, okay, he's going to follow this one up on potential rebound or something. The second Mm -hmm. he comes in, that would have been the time to slot the ball through. But He's already decision made. He's shooting it. And to be honest, in that spot,
1: everybody it, else is shooting that ball.
0: A lot of guys are going to start to just see for goal. I, I get it. You know, the pass off, it was there. But in order for Vlaovic to create that space, he had to take an outside run first and then cut back in. And Cuadrado just didn't read it. So... It, it is what it is. Um, it's an unfortunate one. You'd like to see more of chemistry there mm-hmm. and those guys sharing an understanding. All you can do on that front is hope that with time, those guys start to figure each other out. Right. But, and your thoughts on that particular play.
1: Again, I was, I was with everybody in the comments saying, why didn't he pass that ball? But I, I watched again, you're, you're hundred percent right. It's, it's those split second decisions that they you know when the, when the ball carrier looks over and if that guy's making a move one way, he's made, you said 100% right. Split decision, split second decision. And he was, he was like not far from going five hole. That's where he was going. He was trying to go five hole on that one because the goaltender was giving it up. But
0: yeah, you know, everybody uh, yeah, else is shooting it's...
1: out. If that's D. Maria, I saw somebody write this yesterday on Twitter. If that's D. Maria, Maria, nobody has a problem with that.
0: Yeah, it, it's. It's right. it's one of those things. But again, I think if people broke it down and, and watched that, you'd see the timing of Vlaovic's run and then when he freed up. And also look at the defender that's closing in on Cuadrado because that pass, he it's, it's it kind off. of gone too because Cuadrado's almost gone a, slightly mm-hmm. beyond that defender. So all of a sudden to try and meg that player on a pass is a lot more challenging than flat across the face. Right. So it's, tough. And
1: if you cut it back and the defender cut it off, everyone would have said, why didn't you shoot it?
0: Exactly. It's one of those plays. That's exactly how that play is going to work. It's, it sucks yeah. that it didn't work out for us. Um, we carry on and, uh, Kostic ended up having one of the better opportunities next to that one. And honestly, it was just getting the ball top of the area, cutting inside, taking a rip. It got deflected and, uh, forced Aldero to uh, tip it over the bar Outside of that, we get, we move further on into the match. Vlaovic, Vlaovic making a good run. Midetti actually finding him. Rabio making a great trailing and run. Found him. It's in, it's in the back of the net. Rabio after all this gets a goal one nil up. Vlaovic offside. Vlaovic offside, unfortunately. Um, Rovella enters the mix for a brief cameo. He gets off a nice uh, shot from the area, top of the area. Guayarela, Guayarela almost catches us off guard uh, with a uh, quick thinking little play, and he's that guy. No matter how old, he's just mm-hmm. he's got this his wits about him that he can punish you like that. Luckily, you know he didn't. And then. Keane actually with a great cross back post. This is pretty much the last opportunity for you. Kostic does well lashing onto it at the end of it. Just unfortunately, uh, Odaro uh, stops it and whatnot. And, that and that's te- on his stronger.
1: Through. That's oh, on his yeah. stronger left foot too, right?
0: Yeah. Nil, nil. There you go. Um, we're going to get into our overviews of uh, this match now, and I'm going to let Anthony kick this one off that's with how idea. he feels about it overall. Okay.
1: I know a lot of people were doing this when they were watching game, and now that I got to think about it and I got to talk about it, I'm going to do it again. So um, we should not be surprised with how the team played because this is a very similar formation to what we, and, I, and I'm putting myself, I'm saying we as, as a collective group. We sent this lineup out second half of last year and they performed very similar to how they performed yesterday. So, us being surprised shame on us because this is we shouldn't be surprised that this is with this formation this is how this team is going to perform so that's one knock against us um my main issue with yesterday was how we played last week with the players that Allegri brought in Allegri's guys in his formation against uh Sassuolo was i thought it was a it was a great it was a good game it wasn't a great game but it was a good game you can see the positives how things are how things are going to roll and then it's just like yesterday, night and day. It's it. I I don't know how, and I don't know what the reason is. Is how players can go from last week to this week, and just just like forget how how to play. Like it it to me. That's the most frustrating part. Is how okay zero zero. It was a terrible game, but that's the that's my main takeaway. Is how we went from last week to this week, and what changed. Like it's, yeah. we have some of the same players out there, but if you take Di Maria out and all, all of a sudden everything falls apart. Like I, that's, and, I don't and even that's know how to fair. explain it,
0: and that's fair, and that's fair, and that's a fair uh, you know uh, judgment to make because it's how is it how is it so different just taking Di Maria out of there the actual shape we got into everybody saw the photo. You've got Locatelli at the back to retrieve the ball between Rugani and uh, Bremer. Mm-hmm. You have literally the rest of the team with the back line. Mm-hmm. They've completely abandoned the middle of the pitch between Rabio and McKinney, and you're left wondering what, what on earth are we doing? The problem that I have with yesterday's game is very similar to what Ant was saying, which is obviously... You know the drastic difference between Sassuolo and Sassuolo a better side than Sampdoria. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, um, my personal opinion, a better side. You get to um, yesterday's match. To, there's so many issues I have with that. Number one, coming out flat, completely mm-hmm. flat from a player standpoint, uh, regardless of who's on the pitch. Unacceptable in in my opinion. Like. There's certain standards that should never waver no matter who's on the pitch, okay? Because that's part of establishing an identity, establishing yourselves and whatnot. And for the the players, again, constantly asking them to take a look in the mirror when they come out flat, completely flat, away from home, whatever, against a weaker side, even if that's not our strongest lineup it's stronger than what they presented. Okay. Mm -hmm. You cannot come out flat like that. The other issue I have with yesterday's game, you have cooling breaks. So you have a cooling break at 25 minutes and you can't sort out this massive gap. And the fact that when the ball gets to quadrado, when the ball gets to Kostic, there's literally no options for those players, but to try and move forward and take those one V ones and, everybody's just scattered in terms of defensively. I saw McKinney run from the right side to the left side for them to just quickly loop a ball over. And then they're moving over the left he flank good, of us. Yeah. And then Locatelli slots out. He yeah, becomes yeah. the Metzala. Rabio's dropping into center. It was an absolute mess organizationally and structurally. That first half was beyond pathetic. Okay. Scandier. I would say
1: defensively, defensively, I thought we were fine yesterday. I thought Rugani, you know, he must have learned Portuguese this week because he had to play with the three Brazilian guys. But defensively, I didn't I thought there was that first little mishap at the beginning, you know, force, good save from Padim. But other than that, defensively, those four guys at the back, a couple of hiccups here and there, but they weren't the issue yesterday. It was a good feel.
0: And you know, defensively, fine. But a lot of that is Sampadoria. They were taking shots, any shots Mm -hmm. they could get uh, from anywhere and whatnot. And maybe, maybe a stronger side punishes you. And they almost did outside that one. Bremer should have intercepted. But I I don't know. For me, regardless of the players on the pitch, there needs to be a standard withheld there that Max holds these guys to. Mm -hmm. And if it ain't happening... Enter enter the young driven guys and the guys with legs and whatnot and see what happens because second half, those guys came in. It's not coincidence that some of the game came a bit easier. okay? And if you watch these guys, what's the difference? Well, to be honest, it could have backfired too because the difference is they play quite freely. If you're looking at a guy like Moretti – he moves the ball and then he himself moves. Whereas some of mm-hmm. these other guys, it's a lot of passing and standing, um, off the ball movement in the, in the first half, almost non-existent. Okay. Uh, other than Vlaovic killing himself, trying to feed off scraps, absolute scraps.
1: There was uh, there was one run there and I put on Twitter where, cause I was running the main yesterday, which is always fun. Uh, Sandro broke up the left. He broke up the left side and he looked up and he saw Vlaovic and four blue jerseys and he made the pass anyways.
0: Yeah. The thing I'm getting into with Moretti and even Rovella, when Rovella came in for a short, short period of time, it's risk. It's risk involved in how Moretti plays different from those other guys. Okay. And the fact is he moves, he goes, Rovella was doing the same thing out of the regista position And again, it could have got countered. Sampdoria didn't take advantage of it, but there was things there where I guarantee you the young guys would have been absolutely lambasted if we got screwed over on counterattacks based on how they were playing, which is move the ball. And then they go both of those guys in certain situations, abandoning their positions I've been saying this for Juve last season, and I'm gonna say it again this year. You have to pick which one. In one sense, you're gonna to have to pick your poison, whether it's mm-hmm. generate and create less opportunities, or is it risk some counters in order to put pressure and generate more? Because it we're not gonna find this perfect world where we're going to be sound defensively and create 15 to 17 opportunities, you know, like get 15 to 17 shots. It's not going to happen. So you have to get like, you have to give something up in order to take that next step. And I truly, truly believe that that's, what's going to come down to. And as far as this hope that when all these other guys come into the mix, you know, Di Maria comes in there and case that's just magically going to, You know, change there is patterns of play that I'm not seeing out of there that needs to be consistent amongst a team that makes it plug and play. Those are kind of my issues, and that's kind of how I feel. And but
1: last week was so much better, like, I just like that's why that's what kind of gives me hope. And I and I disagree with you on that to say that I last week was so much better with the players that he wants to have in there. So it, it gives me the hope that we can get back to that. With it was better guys.
0: from a pressure and energy standpoint, but was it truly in terms of patterns of play? I don't think so because Di Maria did Weird. a lot. Di Maria did a lot. And these guys were a lot of one V one. Sandro was even taking one V ones for Christ's sake and winning mm. them and whatnot. Remember us thinking like, where did this Sandro come from? Was it, actually better in terms of patterns yes. of play it yeah. was better from an energy and drive yes. standpoint for sure for sure it's still
1: better it's still better right but um getting to the to the medetti comment i know there was some confusion there was a lot of people upset post-match on the Allegri comments about medetti and you you really should just watch the uh interview where he brings up medetti Let's oh, sorry, get in, let's
0: get into that first real quick, just for the yeah. sake of if you had to name a man of the match for you, Anth, who would it be? Um, I, I'm gonna go with Pardine yesterday. That one big
1: save, and he made he didn't really do much else. But I'm gonna give it to Pardine for yesterday. That that changed the match. That goal goes in. I don't see us scoring to tie it. So.
0: That's funny. I actually I said if I had to pick one, probably Pardine, simply for that save that mm-hmm. uh, you know keeps a level uh, at that point so early on, which. The way we played first half probably would have would have killed us. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, pitying pitying for man of the match. Now, let's go. Let's get into this with this Allegri interview thing and whatnot. So obviously, and I don't I can't explain why there was accounts, accounts that are pretty credible Putting these quotes out and they were completely like yesterday was probably the worst I've seen as far as out of context, Mm -hmm. completely out of context. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate, but based on seeing the actual breakdown, true translation, which was done by uh Count Bianconera, Brazil, uh, something like that, it was important, very, very well done. Mm -hmm. But uh, it changes. There were still some problems I had in some of the things, some disagreements I had with some of the things that were Mm -hmm. said, but much, much better. In terms of saying Zakaria didn't start uh, technically or whatever because of his technical play, he wasn't taking a shot at him. And Mm -hmm. in terms of the young guys, he was actually praising Miretti because he said he wanted technical ability in short spaces small spaces mm-hmm. and he said that miretti holds that over Zacaria in his opinion so didn't necessarily take a shot at zakeria okay
1: no that was the end so that was he was getting so this is where all the confusion sort of happened that was the end of his own interview and that was actually Chiro for who asked that question you know was it a technical decision or a um, a personnel decision he just said hey listen uh, it was a technical decision. It was a strategic decision. Like, Medetti offered more of what I needed in that particular moment, and I and I put him in. And that was it. So then he left, um, and then another gentleman wanted to ask a question. So Allegri came back. He was sort of put the earpiece back in, and the gentleman asked him about why don't you play three at the back instead of four? So, one one Allegri's still on the field. So you could see some questions he was answering. He was rubbing his face, trying to remember the answer. So this just pissed him off. He was just saying, everyone wants to talk about three or four or five. And then he sort of mentioned Maretti, like, just I think he more of just like throwing a name out to say, you know, young guys make mistakes. I was yelling at him to pass it back or sideways. He passed it backwards. It was sort of like an offhand comment. just, And then he went back to like, so it doesn't matter if it's three, four, or five. Right? I just need stability. And so a lot of people took that comment as, oh, he's dumping on it, it That wasn't the case at all. He was perturbed. He was already perturbed, and he was perturbed at being asked about formation. So he just kind of threw a name out there in one small instance. So a lot of people blew that one out of proportion for sure.
0: Yeah, it's tough. There's a couple – instances in that interview though one talking about keep it simple yet when you watch that formation play out and how we approach that it was and the fact that he had again one of the issues i had with max yesterday is the fact that you've got cooling breaks as well this is like a a timeout this is a a guy that made his living off tweaking games making changes, making adjustments that were vital and crucial. And he did it for his whole first tenure with Juve up until the last season. And now yesterday, you know, you've got uh, a situation where he gets opportunities to do do this because everybody could see it. We've got, you know, no master technicians drawing up these shapes of Juve that is mind-blowing okay? Mm -hmm. And Sampadori is basically watching us. There was a clip of I don't know how many minutes where we literally back and forth around the outside, back and forth around the outside, going absolutely nowhere. I expect, I have an an expectation of Max, which I think is fair, okay, based on his resume, to change that, especially if you're giving a 25 minute, uh, or at 25 minutes, given a cooling break. At the half, even in the second half, that shape, you could still see these guys getting way too far forward, abandoning too soon, and losing in buildup. All, all in all, Juve just needs to figure out the buildup portion. I'm not worried about this team in counterattacks. I'm not worried about like That's the stuff that should come easy. But in just general buildup of play, Juve has to figure it out. When Max says that it's tough against a team that's completely shelled up, did you feel and see Sampadoria completely shelled up?
1: Uh, we were. I saw the team with the black jerseys all shelled up.
0: I did not think Sampadoria played a game where it was completely shelled up and we had spaces and opportunities to take advantage, whether it be personnel or it be the shape and setup we failed to put them under and that's that's realistically
1: realistically we had them pinned back for three minutes four minutes total like sort of like sporadic here and there i I didn't really see that um but another thing that goes back to and you brought up a great point and you've i i wish i could count how many times you brought this up and I really hope looking forward to the Roma game that they don't do this because we're gonna, that's games on Saturday, so we'll be doing another live show Saturday morning. Uh, maybe Lucci might be here for that one.
0: He might be in there, and there's going to be a watch-along, everybody, first watch-along okay. of the season.
1: There you go. That's going to be a good game because uh, it'll be interesting to see if Allegri deploys Rabiot and McKenny. because you said a lot last year and, again, the pregame show yesterday, you can't have these two guys on the field at the same time. Now, I was a defender of McKinney. I like McKinney. Um I was always a defender of Rabio, and Lou, um Lou's going to get upset, but you know him being available, that's why he plays. And, but obviously, he's not very yeah. good. But you can't you can't have those two on the field at the same time. And yes, they proved it. Like,
0: and I would throw I I've, I've been throwing Zach in there as well. It's it's Rabio McKinney and Zach for me occupy one position in the middle of the pitch without getting a guy like, you know, obviously Pogba is going to be that guy, that Mm -hmm. creative wave in there and uh, force in there. And he'll be able to uh, help attack and even just his shooting range and whatnot. But if you're going to go out there and it's going to be, you know, three man midfield and you're going to have two out of the three of those guys, Mac, Zach and Rabiot, you're giving too much up offensively and in terms of creation. You're giving all of
1: it up offensively.
0: And yesterday was just a prime example. And this is another frustration I have with yesterday's game is because I expect a guy like Max to realize that these guys and the way they were playing, which was right against the back line, like pretty much level in a straight line with Quad, Kostic, and uh, Vlaovic. That's a totally different game, and they can't. they can't do that. They're not capable of that. If you look at McKinney's game, what's McKinney's game? McKinney's game is being this energy, this spark plug in the middle that makes these trailing runs into the area and just kind of creates havoc. What's Rabiot's game? Rabiot's game is not to create opportunities. It's not to, you know, even score goals or whatnot. If you're going to have these two out there, where's this creation going to come up? And to put it all on Locatelli. For me is let's just, get let's let's get to
1: Locatelli. Let's get let's, let's get, get to pause.
0: Locatelli. So the latest on Locatelli is that he is not good enough. Um, he is overrated. He is uh, basically junk, uh, according to and I'm just I'm I'm not having any of the Locatelli thrashing that's going on out there. Um, I will not have any of it personally. Um Ant, I'm gonna let you start on uh Locatelli here.
1: Yeah, let me start with that one. So you we had a lot of discussions in our group chat to say, look at Lucatelli with the national team when he has quality around him and he doesn't have to play that uh, that legista role because obviously a plays it with the national team. How how forward he can get and what he can what damage he can do for, like his goal against Torino last year when he has someone to cover that space and he can move forward. He can be that what McKenny has to do when he's on the field. Um, we haven't been able to see that. And we saw a little bit of it in the preseason, a little bit of it last week. But Locatelli is, for me, is way out of position. He was way out of position yesterday, standing beside Lugani. That is not where we need him. We need him further up the field. And I, I just people haven't. We haven't seen what he can do. And we have seen it in glimpses here and there. But this whole thing about him, like someone just put in here, never slander. Look at ever. I I've, I hundred percent agree. Like, I, I don't get it. I really,
0: really so, don't. Even, you know, and I I, I think that uh, I caught uh, mutual friends of ours, uh, of the shows and whatnot, saying that uh, even uh, Beppe had said that, uh, I don't know if he was referring, because I didn't see him actually word it, but he is either, I don't know if he was referring to him in general, total, or just reacting to yesterday's game, but calling Locatelli average and whatnot. Here's the thing, for me, he is... Definitely not an average player, okay? Mm -mm. Um, He's proven that with the Azzurri whatnot. He's proven that with Sassuolo, and he's proven it with us so far. I saw some go as far to say he hasn't even had one good game with Juventus. This is irrational for me to listen to.
1: Just to comment on that, we did our mid-season review last year in January, and we did our uh, mid-season MVPs. And it was tough, because a lot of us were saying it was either Delict or Locatelli. Locatelli ran that team the first half of last year, and then he had those injuries later in the year, but he was our only bright spot for most of the first half of last year. So yeah. People forget that.
0: And if we're going to get into uh, Locatelli here, okay, so yesterday, everybody's like, well, he's not in his position. He's not being the link of whatnot. He's literally being... Play, like, people have to remember, there's two teams out there on the pitch, okay? He's mm-hmm. being ruled out, mm-hmm. and we had no answers. When when that happens, okay, so if you look at this game yesterday, Sampadoria, they play 4-1, 4-1. So, Vlaovic was not just dealing with two centre-backs. He was dealing with that defensive midfielder that was also ahead of him. So, he had three guys. Um, what did we do to counteract that? Because if one guy is going to demand the attention of three players, what did we do? Nothing. We left our wideouts super wide in Costa Chang, Quadrado. The hope was to just cross it in and have Rabio and McKinney way up the pitch so that we could fill the box. The problem with that is they did it so damn early that Locatelli had absolutely nobody next to him. Okay. He was left there on an island. So now all of a sudden you've got Locatelli with no help and you've got Vlaovic Mm -hmm. completely manned out and we are just stuck so wide. Yesterday would have been an opportunity and if you were going to make a tweak to potentially go 4-2-3-1 and get two base midfielders and one straight up the pipe attacking that could close out those sides and close up that distance and shorten it up. That could have been a way to help things out yesterday based on what we were seeing. But the answer to just get Rabio and McKinney so far forward was definitely, definitely not the one. Locatelli getting absolutely thrashed by Juventina and everybody on that performance and whatnot. When in actuality, when I watched it, he was on a friggin' island, okay? And he tried to get far forward at times as well. And then some of those other guys weren't picking things up. I'm telling you, there was a lot of issues yesterday. I'm not going to write Locatelli off based on that garbage because yeah. I saw more issues in how we approach the game and not making the proper necessary adjustments to cause Sampadoria more issues. That's my right. take. Leave Locatelli this... alone for yeah. the love of God. Otherwise, we this, uh... just don't deserve good things. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I was gonna say on. you
1: see a lot of this. Uh, like you and I, we watch a lot of American football or NFL football. You see a lot of this where they they'll double team the best player and they'll scheme to take away the best players. And it's up to it's up to the coaches and the players. And same thing happens in in European football. The other players have to pick up the slack. Yeah. And the coach. And that did not happen. They schemed to take Locatelli and Vlaovic out of the game. But now I will say. Padine was a man of the match but Kostic for what he did yesterday and the few moments he had I think he's going to be he's going to be a great player as well. I thought he had when I, he was I able liked to get I liked what I saw from Kostic. Yeah.
0: And I think he's going to provide some value there especially I mean once and there's still this big unknown as far as when Case is coming back. Mm-hmm. Like now all of a sudden it's looking more likely like it's going to be January for sure cuz they've apparently slowed down the the rehab process uh even furthermore now. Uh Pogba, you know, Max even mentioning it could be longer for Pogba as well, right? So it's going to be very very interesting to see what develops but Kostic I think uh showed that he can very very much uh help the cause and whatnot. So he's literally been here a week the Locatelli games thing just got me fired up because I don't think that was fair to what happened in the actual no, game and not. what was happening. And you nailed it on the head. This is this goes across many, many different games and sports. But if you've got guys that are demanding attention, okay, like Vlaovic and whatnot, even Locatelli whatnot, that means that there's opportunities for other guys, okay, mm-hmm. to take advantage and do so. We lacked that ability yesterday whether you put that on personnel or you put that on coaching is your own perspective on what you were seeing but there was a problem and it has to be addressed no matter what it is if it is personnel because then in the second half sure things change with the young guys and whatnot there is an argument there that okay sampadori is tired and whatnot but i'm not really buying it in terms of how Moretti actually played that game and which is why i see him as needing to be out there to create that variety in a midfield. Um, I've always looked at midfields as groups and not individuals. Like, it has to make sense between all the pieces you have. Miretti gave us what we were lacking out of there. He he had the willingness to come back, help get the ball. But then when he dished it off, he was gone. And he was always looking to advance. Always looking to advance and do so in build-up. Whereas... Rabio McKinney were advancing rapidly without the ball and without disregard for what was happening in the build-up. It's, it's much, much different. But like I said, even when Rovella, there's a lot of shouts that Rovella is playing Regista better than Locatelli right now, so far in small oh, yeah. glimpses of what we've seen. Because he's a
1: Regista. That's his. That's his natural
0: position. I am telling you, though, Against a better team, he plays it in a dangerous manner. Because Mm -hmm. if we think back to Rovella in Genoa whatnot, he had the two-man pivot, okay? And he had protection to kind of play a certain way. If he starts playing given goals like that and starts running off, Sampadori had opportunities to counter us. And again, they just couldn't take advantage. There is a fine line right now for Juve to make a decision on how they want that position to go what they want out of it Locatelli attempted many times to get forward and and he was yelling he was directing you could see him direct Rabiot to drop back be that covered for him as he made the move forward we got to figure this out we got to put together who's going to be where and start getting these guys to build a chemistry up because right now it's it's scramble they were scrambling yesterday They were scrambling to look for answers and they were trying to do it on the fly. If it was maybe a little more thought out, a little bit more rehearsed, Mm -hmm. it could maybe be more effective, but there there's a lot of work to be done, but the young guys for as good as they looked, I think it was because of how bad that first half was. And there's still some concerns there because you do need to risk it. You know, you need to risk a little more to get rewarded, but, how much and when, you know, is gonna kind of be that that uh, fine line with some of these young guys. But I did like what they brought. I will and say that. And before we forget,
1: get your storm to barn questions in. Don't forget to like the video. We'll hit all the storm barn questions at the end of the show. Before we move on to maybe looking a little bit forward to the roller match and how you i like to see how you would set up for that match. Want to go? Do we have to go studs up? I think you
0: already went studs up on a whole bunch. Of I kind of already went studs up, yeah. so I went studs up on everybody. I went studs up on the players <laughs> because they they can't come out flat as a player. Yeah. You still have to have the drive and the work rate. Max, I expect more from Max in terms of adjustments. It doesn't always have to be changing players. Everybody thinks it's just changing players. No, and he had the opportunities to do so. I think, Max, it's fair to face criticism for yesterday's match. And yeah. he's on a short leash this year. Yep. And rightfully so, to be honest. Because if there's no improvements... And we asked this question a little while ago. Is the roster better? Has the roster been upgraded? And I know that yesterday we're looking at guys that are in because, you know, Bonucci's injured, and you have Pogba that's out, and you have no Di Maria and whatnot but overall this team the roster it's better is it, it not it is better
1: i'd say head and shoulders better than last season when everybody's yeah. healthy it's
0: there's no excuses and it's still just looking for that cohesion that team play it's just not looking like a bunch of individuals that like i'm not asking a lot here for christ's sake i'm not asking a lot no uh, no okay okay, okay. <laughs> So, we did kind of go studs up. Now, we're going to get into some questions. It's interesting because uh, Faiz here pretty much asks exactly what I was going to get into with you, Ant. And I was going to say, mm-hmm. you know, we've got Roma, which is going to be uh, a doozy of one on Saturday. There's a lot of storylines surrounding this one, and obviously the Dabala thing. And uh, you know he's going to be after it and whatnot. Us <sighs> complete 180 from the first match to uh, yesterday's match. Now, still positives in terms of keeping a clean sheet, sure. um, But we got to do more offensively. The nice thing is I think Roma's weak at the back, to be honest. And I'm hoping that Juve could take advantage of that. But next match, what do we do? How could we play? Who do you pick in the midfield? This is my question for everybody on the live and you, Anthony. I would say, what do you do in the middle of the pitch?
1: Well, there's a question of what I would do, and there's a question of what I think is going to happen. So you you talked a lot about risk and reward, and so you have the risk of playing the young guys is that um, they're susceptible to counterattacks because, like you said before, there's a lot of free-flowing play, which is good in terms of going forward. Defensively, there could be a lot of risk there. I would like to see at least – at least Rovella on the field with Locatelli, at least those two in the middle, just to see how we can push uh, Locatelli up. Um, the other one would most likely be Rabiot. Now, with that said, I think he's going to deploy pretty much the same formation that we saw yesterday. I think he's just, uh, that is that, Rome, is that a home game? It doesn't matter.
0: I'll tell you right now. Because I can't um, uh, remember, I feel like I've just been uh, stewing over this uh, result yesterday. That it left me uh, blinded. There, it's a home match.
1: It's a home match. Probably doesn't matter. I think so, he's gonna. He knows he's down. He's he knows he's down. Max knows he's down. His players, and I think he's just gonna deploy the same formation that we saw yesterday and try and grind out a one nothing win. I don't. I don't think Rome, Rome. like Rome made some good acquisitions this this mercato. But I don't think they have any depth. Yeah. Once you get past that 11, they don't have much. There's, we have depth when nobody's injured. But Saturday, I think he's just going to try and grind out a one nothing win. I don't think it's going to be pretty.
0: If really I'm know. looking at this and I need to pick a midfield for this one, I, I have to say, up until yesterday, I was kind of on the fence with the whole Moretti thing. And I was thinking Fajoli, based on the fact that, you know, maybe being a little bit more ready and whatnot, I wouldn't mind all three of these young guys staying, if I have to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. If we don't bring Paredes in, I mean, I'm fine. But although yesterday leads me to believe he could potentially be valuable and maybe Locatelli slotting forward helps a bit more. That's up in the air. But if I have to pick a midfield, I'm going Miretti. I just I liked the energy because that's an easy situation for a young guy to step into and completely crumble when the rest of your guys are kind of they there's no answers there's no solutions and whatnot but that determination and drive to kind of help be that answer I absolutely loved it and it it could have been easy for a young guy to go in that game enter that game and be completely anonymous. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he came in. He
1: forced that turnover. He he did the the turnover that gave Rovella uh, his shot on that. So yeah, a lot of high energy. Well, he's 18 years old. Remember when you were 18? I, well, actually, I don't. But
0: I'm a, <laughs> I'm going Moretti, Locatelli, and Zakaria to be honest in my midfield against Roma if I had to choose. Um, and I, depending on how that game goes. Maybe, just maybe, you could make the change and get Locatelli on a side and put Rovella, but I don't think I'd start those two youngsters right out of the gate. I think I'm keeping Locatelli there, and I'm going Moretti, and I'm going Zakaria. That's how I would do it. Um, Again, everybody's going to have their mixes. There's a lot of shouts for Moretti, Rovella, and Locatelli and whatnot. It's everybody's kind of opinion whatnot, and it's all good but uh, that's personally how I would do it in the middle of the park um, do you guys think McKenny is going to suffer the same fate that Dybala did at Juve if we can't find the right position for him I just don't think we play the way to get the best from him I think I've said this a lot about McKenny, and even last year I, if you remember at myself Cliff Luca always getting into it with McKenny positionally and I don't know if it comes from the setup and whatnot I see a lot of issues with him positionally and I don't know it's like he's got great energy he's got great work rate but it takes him in areas he just doesn't need to waste energy and it throws the rest for a little bit of loop in the middle of the park I don't think it needs to be that difficult for McKinney one side in the central midfield Not as an outside player, as a hybrid player. One side of a three-man midfield and just play it out. None of this trying to be too much pressure and taking them all out of position. Just standard Mitzala role, okay, and getting into the box, creating habit. It doesn't have to be anything more. I don't know if it's instructed or if it's just himself, but he finds himself wasting energy in areas he doesn't even need to bother what do you think uh Anthony?
1: yeah when we saw him last year when he kept things simple and he was just sort of grinding it out sort of like on a, on a train track he was kind of in one lane we said he sort of there was a couple games i remember we said he just sort of stayed in his lane and that was he was just up and down that's when he played his best that's when we got the most out of him he'd, he'd generate chances and he would defend on the other end so I uh, fully agree with that just we gotta almost dump things down to keep him to get the best out of him. I don't know if we can do that with this the compliment that we have now but
0: yeah and- I, I, I
1: don't think he should be sold I, I like McKenney if we can get him in his right position I think I think he's a functional bench occasional starter
0: yeah and to be honest, uh, yesterday was a really, really bad Awful. showing for McKenny, yeah. And Awful. I would not, again, write him completely off as I would not write any of the other players based on yesterday. Like, it just...
1: Except Rabio, maybe. I,
0: I expect more from Blue. from Max to help help that group and sort that group. But I do say this, two out of those three midfielders should not be playing together and simultaneously. And if maybe you have a creative guy in there maybe McKinney blends into that game a little bit better by creating havoc and another option that somebody could look for um, in order to find uh, a target in the area and whatnot. But uh, one more. In, in my personal opinion, we can get very, very quick to write players off. So just let's, let's hang tight. Let's hang tight on that one in terms mm-hmm. of McKinney. Uh, We're going to carry on here. It looks like there's, uh, Lou's got a bit of news here uh, coming in. Something about uh, Max apparently wanted Milik since yep. day one from the beginning mm-hmm. of the Mercado. This is coming through uh, Romeo Gresti apparently, but then quickly, quickly countered by Allegri wanting both Depay and uh, Paredes and whatnot. Uh, it, it's just take everything with a grain of salt right now, everybody, especially after mixed results okay because that's when the media knows it's time to ramp it up and get though that extra mm. attention when not is when Absolutely. there's turmoil and right now during a draw there's turmoil We'll just take yeah. it easy clicks um, All the clicks yeah dells do you think allegri can actually be sacked without agnelli following He was sacked for poor play the first time, and Agnelli brought him back so surely. If Max fails, he has to fall on his sword too. So we actually discussed this early on. Mm -hmm. It kind of Mm -hmm. rubbed some people the wrong way that we were talking about the potential failure Um, again. But it's it's the reality we face, right? Uh, Max is on a short leash whether some like it or not. Does Agnelli have to take them? We asked this exact question. Does he have to take the fall on this one with Max? It's his guy. Yes, Agnelli has a board consisting of John Elkin and other members ahead, like on top of him. They would have had to clear the move as well. But this is Agnelli's guy. And Agnelli also also chose Pirlo the season before. So. Not only did he bring in Pirlo and then quickly went back to uh, Max, but does he have to kind of take the fall in terms of this? uh, Would it be misdirection and whatnot and maybe lack of direction? Anth, what are your thoughts on this Agnelli thing and his involvement? Is the
1: question here, do I think if Max goes, then the the club would also get rid of Agnelli? Because that's not happening. Like he's the owner, he's not going anywhere. I know some people are saying, Oh, we got to mix things up. I know there's some
0: he would still some... be the owner, but it's acting president, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I, okay. Um,
0: it's a no, tough I, I really don't,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't see that happen. I think, uh, you know, Arriba Ben and be are doing great work, fantastic work. Maybe when. Uh Agnelli gets a little bit older, he's gonna say, I, I don't want to deal with this day-to-day anymore once this super league finally happens or doesn't happen. I think he's probably sticking around a lot for that, trying to get that, trying to grow the 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 club even more. No, I don't see any going anywhere. I see Allegri again on a short lease, like you said, but no, I don't see any going anywhere. In the near future, anyways.
0: Yeah, so this is uh it's a tough one, and it's a very, very interesting one because ultimately somebody needs to be held accountable at some point and degree. The board mm-hmm. the board makes the final yes or no on the calls being made. So you're not going to hold the board accountable and just say because Agnelli has a board above him, also okaying the final decisions that, oh, okay, well, we're going to hold all of it. The- That's not going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Shit flows downhill, everybody. So here you mm-hmm. go, Yelly, It's for all the great he's done. Look, I, I, I can't tell you enough, Yelly mm-hmm. and what he's taken us from and put us through and whatnot. But you know that thought is always there with people that you know you. Allegri's kind of facing it. You stay long enough that you become a villain, right? Mm-hmm. And Yelly's kind of flirting with that for the first time because obviously all of this and a lot of Juventini continue to not see the end game, the direction, right, that we're going in. So a lot of fans spoke out about bringing Max back and it's it's tough times. It's tough times. We will just have to wait and see on that one, but do I think it'll happen? I don't actually believe that he would go um would i do that or not that's a hard one to answer it's a hard one to answer because i see him i think here's my my true thought with carobini and adiva bene there i think it becomes a lot easier based on what i'm seeing out of how those guys operate it becomes a lot easier for Agnelli to do what he needs to do which is just stick to the business mm-hmm. stick to the business side of things let these guys worry about the operations, the players, and even management. Like, I think it needs to fall in line. Like all of there needs to be a little bit more of a synchronicity. Like a shuffle. And if a Max shuffle. says that they all share the same wavelength right now, and obviously he's gonna say that, and you gotta take it for his word, or whatnot. But I, I got this sense about Ariva Bene that. The next manager that would come in would fall more in his old school line of thinking and methodology and whatnot. And would it be better or not? Obviously who, who knows. Right. But here we go. I think it becomes, right. okay. So Jeremiah, perfect timing. God, you guys are good. You guys are good. Get those likes up. Okay. Get those likes up. Uh, fantastic live chat as always. Can this team perform better under another top quality manager? What do you guys think? Um, do you want to start this, Ant? Do you want me? Sure. Uh,
1: the way this squad currently is with the roster and who's in and who's out, no. I don't think another manager will be able to find something out of this team. Out of that starting lineup yesterday, I don't think another manager will be able to find something for Rabiot and McKinney to do that would un- miraculously unlock these like goal-scoring abilities. So I would say no. Because yeah. another manager, you have to give another manager a year or two to find his guys. So as yeah. much as we we're kind of dumping on Max, we're sort of not giving him his due to to play with his players. Because, again, he's still playing with the players. Really, who, who's there that he added yesterday? Flaovic, Kostic, and Bremer. Other than that, that's not his team.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, I struggle because I have this belief that bare minimum is to have game plans, um, flexibility, and an ability for a team, no matter what players are out there, to try and attempt the same ideas and patterns Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I'm just not seeing that. Can this team perform better under another top quality manager? From what I've learned with these past three seasons is that I think things change. Does it change for the better? I think some things might change for the better, and some things could actually be worse. Mm-hmm. So it's it's finding, honestly, that balance and that mix. But right now, Max is going to be under fire this year. He is going to be under fire this year. That was always going to be the way is. when the management worked, uh, you know, a way to f- bring in Vlaovic in January when, you know, it was completely unexpected. Um, bringing in uh, quality like Di Maria, being if regardless if it's free and he's thirty five years old, the guy's quality, you know, um, Pogba, whatnot. The injury thing, the injury thing is an issue that's out of well, is it out of Max's hands? If it's his training staff or whatnot, like that's at some point, show. the management, the coach, everything, they got to figure this out with the injuries, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to get better. The amount of muscular injuries we face year in and year out, while another top club in Europe had close to the same number we had last season and they made a full wholesale changes and they cut it in half.
1: They cut it in half
0: one season. We need to do the same and we need to look at our methods, but this is difficult. It's difficult when you have injuries to key guys and whatnot, but I still need more personally as a group from the team.
1: So speaking of the injuries, uh that was brought up in our Discord group. If you're not part of the Discord group, uh maybe yeah. someone on the on link is in, in the, the chat.
0: There. Or is in it? the description. The link is in the description to this video. Come join us. It's uh it's awesome. Yeah, you really get some
1: behind the scenes of what we actually think, other than but it's pretty much what we say on this show. But there's uh there's a lot of a lot of the viewers here are, are in there. I've recognized a lot of the names and they've uh, who was it that sent the, was it Dells who sent the, or Animesh who sent the charts of Animesh sent those
0: charts, uh, immediately before they hit, uh, you know, Twitter and whatnot. And it was great. It was a great, uh, insight. And, uh, we gave credit to, uh, Animesh on uh, the tweet and stuff. We love stuff like that, guys. Uh, it's, it's amazing. So the Discord's actually been very, very fun. And I've yeah. uh, been enjoying it. And obviously the team members are in there and uh, we're mixing it up. And it just carries things on because sometimes one hour, an hour, 10 minutes just isn't enough. Sometimes it's just not enough. Yeah, so I, let's let's blast through a couple more
1: here. Let, let's help Swarita here. So yesterday I was reading a report that Chiesa might be excluded from the Champions League group stage squad list. Has our management gone mad? No, they have not. Uh, remember, you can update your squad list in January. So if you make it to the group stage, you can—I think you're allowed three changes, three or four. You're allowed to switch up your squad. So that this just makes complete sense from the management to exclude him because he won't be able to play. It's because you're this, sort of yeah. This
0: kind of maybe sheds a little more light on return time because, yeah, you can make the changes obviously after that and whatnot. So again, it makes the costage signing. Very, very important, and we need to get Di Maria back. Um, in terms of up top, I want the pie, I want the pie coming in, and the mm-hmm. pie,
1: yeah. I, well, we haven't. Here's the thing we know that we need this player, right? But we haven't shown anything on the field to say, Oh, look, the pie would do better in this situation. We just know that we need a backup or. Some assistance to Vlaovic. We haven't needed it yet, but we know that we're going to need it. It's one of those things where, like, you know, you have to change the oil in your car because you're probably going to blow the engine sooner or later if you don't. So, remember, kids, get that oil changed. Uh, let's see if we have any more stories. I want to throw, throw see, this out
0: here right now for Juventini uh, yeah, right. is that uh, Romeo Agresti apparently has put out that through intermediaries, Juventus has re entered the Mercado for a left back. Okay.
1: So that's interesting because the other day, I think it was yesterday or the day before, there was um, a news source. I think we we posted as well. Frabota coming back. The loan was, he was coming back from Lecce. Was that not what I saw yesterday? Someone Maybe. helped me out. Luke, I think Luke posted that we were talking about, that they were going to uh, recall Frabota for left back, but then immediately loan him back out, which was weird. So yeah. Um, Someone help me out with that. I know I'm I, not crazy. I, I saw that. I did
0: not see that. So yep. I got to, uh, yeah. Can't help you on that one, man. But hey, the left back thing, let's go. Like, let's get in yeah. there. Eight days left. Eight days left of the uh, Mercado. That's it. Man. A left back is, uh, it, it's, it's it's needed in my opinion. And it it will help things as well. But uh, up top, yeah. We, 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 we might need, we need, need uh if we just can't seemingly pick this thing up collectively, then bring the best available guy that you can get if you're going to be banking on uh, the individuals to uh, carry it up, right? But we we need some help and quality and attack. I actually, this question came up yesterday, even on the Match Day Live. Not everybody that's here now was with the Match Day Live. So I want to ask you guys again in the live chat and at, are you happy and okay if this midfield remains as is
1: with everybody healthy. Yes. With everybody healthy and uh, I'm okay. Keeping, obviously I've said this a couple times. I'm okay. Keeping Vlovedla and uh, Medetti. Uh, yes. If with everybody healthy, healthy, I'm okay with the midfield and the defense, the way it is, but we do need one more attacker.
0: Yeah. So, there we are. There we are. UNT. A lot of nose. Roma <laughs> of nose this weekend.
1: Hang on. Yeah. So, so
0: nobody's really okay with uh, the midfield. Uh, wow. With everybody
1: healthy, I'm right
0: with And to be honest, I think it's because of how it's been deployed, everybody. That's right. If it's but deployed properly, it's, I think
1: we have the right players.
0: We have to find the right mix. It's a If you actually right. spread them across and if you did them like for likes, Loka and Rovella, Fagioli, Miretti, Pogba, Zach, McKinney, Rabio, you can come up with some very well-balanced units, okay? Gianluca helping you oh, Come on, Gianluca, well done. So he's technically come back, but loaned out again. I mean, Frabotta's not going to be our, uh, our answer. Thank but. you. But there you go. Max needs to find the right mix. Max needs to find the right mix in the middle. Okay. Roma this weekend. This is going to be... It's going to be a barn burner.
1: That's, good. I guess that's one way of putting it.
0: There we go. It's going to be a barn burner. We've got to... Uh, This is going to be a good one for us. We got to get the job done. So Roma's got uh, obviously struggled yesterday with uh, Cremonese. Get the job done. Zaniolo with an unfortunate uh, knock again, landing on his shoulder. Okay, uh, dislocation. I'm very, very familiar with that. That's not making him injury prone. So it just kind of makes me laugh that – not that I really care what everybody's – thinking or saying or whatever about him because I'm so focused on Juve right now once the season starts but you know they were like well look Juve wanted to sign him and whatnot, and he's injury prone landing on your shoulder awkwardly to dislocate it does not qualify you as injury prone friend of the show Chris DeSantis
1: big Roma supporter you know I, he's a good follow on Twitter he's, he, you know, he's good to converse with immediately after this happened he posted a tweet talking about how Landing on your shoulder doesn't make you injury. <laughs> I felt bad for the guy because now he has to deal with his own fans. Oh, on yeah, how, on how to explain that.
0: Good guy, he is I, a good guy, a and I guy. like the banter. And uh, we get into it, and uh, maybe just maybe I'll see if he can uh join for maybe the match day live uh, this weekend or whatnot. Be interesting. Yep. Uh, he's a good uh, good uh, you know, felt he was doing content, kind of let off, I think. But we also have Gianni from Calcio guys who for some reason supports Roma and Napoli it was a funny story though. When he did join me, we might bring him on. Maybe we'll mix it up and uh, bring the enemies, uh, bring them in to our uh, den and see what happens. But uh, Roma this weekend is big for Juventus. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to follow it up with, again, I'm looking mm-hmm. for the bare minimums coming against Roma. I'm looking for the energy I'm looking for the drive and I'm looking for that determination. Like I just, I need to see that bare minimum. I need to see them start to work together and as a unit. So that's all I'm asking. What happens from there? We will see how the game itself plays out. But uh, Roma is there for the taking in my personal opinion. And we should not be in a, in a method like or a mode where we're fearful of Roma. Okay their attack. Great. I know the names. I know what's capable up there, but honestly, we need to figure out our guys because we can make ourselves we can make ourselves feared among Syria and other teams, but it's up to us. We have to figure ourselves out, okay? And we we need to stop getting into this method where we are almost fearful of these other teams to a point where it allows us to not even focus on our game and what we need to do and and get better. But there's a lot of improvements that need to be made. I'm not quite so sure why there was such a drastic difference in approach mentality and whatnot from one home match to one away match. Let's see what the weekend brings, but we're going to be live Saturday morning, getting you ready for it. And I'm going to be doing a watch along and I got a lot of fun, fun stuff for that watch along too. So you're going to want to stay tuned. The winners, sorry, not the winners, the names of the ones that are going to be basically taking part in the Trivia Challenge will be posted on YouTube in a post coming up, okay, probably tomorrow, okay? I'm going to post the names, and then we're going to sort out the details on how the Trivia Challenge is going to take place. And maybe, just maybe, some of those participants will be playing for other people and other subscribers that's right. So there might be the potential for more than three kits to be given. Well, I'm very away. happy
1: to hear that because good thing I'm not playing because I would completely lose for whoever I'm playing with. So everyone, oh, there you go. you've lucked out, I'm not playing.
0: Maybe. Maybe. You're welcome. So there you go. This weekend, let's hope we can get back in the win column, okay, against Roma. We're going to bring you uh, – I'll bring you the daily updates leading up until uh, Saturday then we're back match a live and then post-match podcast. Everybody that tuned into this on audio, get your ass over to uh YouTube. What the hell are you doing? Oh,
1: it's get been like long enough. Okay? Get subscribed. Let's
0: go. We're on the road to uh three K let's make it happen. Uh, thank you everybody for your continued support. Everybody okay. always asks, how do we support uh, more? Check out uh, the links in the video to the new storefront for striped hearts. Okay. With uh new merch, the principino design, unreal we got the 10 for ale good stuff that's a way to support us the other way obviously stay subscribed but sharing the content goes a long way okay so for everybody that already has uh, gotten involved and supported the uh, online store and the merch many many thanks hope you enjoy the gear um and uh yeah let's keep this train rolling okay we'll see you all live this weekend enjoy the rest of your weeks regardless forget about yesterday let's move on to roma that's the next one and it's a big one Fino alla fine forza juventus no matter what okay but max max sort it out hey hey
1: don't
0: sort it out ciao tutti